is the Todd and Friends podcast. I don't like to waffle on predictions. That doesn't mean I always hope I'm right. Oh, what's he going to do? <laughs> oh, come on. I'm with you. So, thank that. you. Yeah, I'm with you. Todd, I knew we'd agree on something here. From the KWLM Sports Studio. With thanks to Heritage Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Here's Todd Burgett. Hey, thanks for joining us for the podcast uh, once again today. Joining us on the telephone is uh, our friend uh, Greg Snow with us from the very beginning uh, of this podcast. Did the first episode with me uh, back in the day. We're getting close to 800 episodes uh, of this now. But uh, really what he does is play golf and be the director of golf at Eagle Creek. (laughs) Although I don't think the director aspect is coming into it this morning, is it, Greg? No, well, not really, (laughs) I guess. I mean, I just... I, I, you know, when I took the job, I said, I like to play in events. Yes. And they're like, good. They're, we like our Fine. play. So, yes. Uh, yeah, I'm up here at Grandview Lodge. Lots of construction, roundabouts going in oh, everywhere. Oh, my gosh. God, in this world. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, we just pulled in. We got a 9 o'clock shotgun, and here we go. Yeah, and so I'm talking to you literally minutes. You'll you'll be bailing out of your car and putting your shoes on as after you hit your first tee shot as you're driving down the fairway, I suppose, uh, today. So Grandview Lodge, so what course are you playing up there? Oh, we played the Preserve yesterday and now the Pines today. Oh, but it's Todd, a two-day. That's yeah. how you and I play. We like that. Yeah. We don't need range balls. That's or right. Or What's all this warming up? <laughs> Push yeah. out. Don't need that. Right. <laughs> what do these PGA Tour pros know when they go out for an hour and a half and warm up? I, I, I could spend that hour and a half having a little nap or eating exactly. some food. Exactly. I mean, maybe. Well, it's their job, though, too. I mean, you got some prep time. It's your suppose. job. Yes. So, I mean, if it was our job, maybe we'd do a little more prep with our golf. But, yeah, I'm out here with, uh, with um, my brother-in-law. Uh, another guy that I used to rough basketball with, and then a guy that I consider my second dad. And so it is, uh, I'm more here for the camaraderie and a good time with them than I am to, uh, you know, compete even. So it's all good. We're having fun. So you played the preserve yesterday. How'd you do? Yeah, I shot 75, had an okay round. I hit the driver great, but I um, I had a a wedge on number 15 from 124 yards, and I kind of scooped under Flurry right, chipped that about 10 feet past, and then three-whipped it. Oh, boy. So uh, other than that, it it was pretty much a... um, well played round. Even my other bogeys weren't that bad. They just, you know, a couple bogeys that I just didn't get up and down. You know that kind of thing. So, yeah, I'm looking for some good things today. Driver's been good, so we'll we'll find out how it goes. The Pines is tougher, though. I played in a tournament last year where we played the Preserve the first day and the Pines the second day. It was a MGA Senior Tour event, and the Pines is tougher to me. A lot tougher to play. No, it's, you're right, Todd. It, everybody gets one more bump on their scorecard today. Uh, it's like if you got 10 shots yesterday, you get 11 today. Mm. Uh, they did do some remodeling. They've taken out, uh, I want to say somewhere around 20 bunkers. Okay. And they've uh, flattened out some areas that used to have some dips and valleys. So even the Pines kind of understands that you want to make this enjoyable for people, make it more playable. Yeah. You know, people uh, very rarely walk off the golf course and go, man, I loved getting beat up today. <laughs> you know, it, 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 it's, it's rare. And so they do walk off saying, man, I shot my career low. That was awesome. I can't wait to play again. Yeah. Yeah. I, so, I, I wish I'd make more bogeys. Never comes out of anybody's mouth that I've heard usually. Doesn't. Yeah. No, they usually don't say that. No, but, they uh, don't. I'm not, you know, maybe if they go play, you know, in Los Angeles Country Club, yeah. maybe they go, oh, that's why, you know, or something like that. But yeah. 
Yeah, very rarely. Yeah. Speaking of the Los Angeles Country Club, nice way to lead us into the next topic, uh, the U.S. Open. So you were playing yesterday. Did you get to watch it then? I suppose you were finished and got to watch the end of it, or did you? I know there's been some complaining about this West Coast thing, Todd, but it is awesome for those of us who like to play golf and then – and, and then can watch some golf. So yeah. we got done yesterday. We teed off at 11.30, got done about 4, 4.15. Got over to Zorba's where they had our food for us, and we missed the first hole of the leaders. That's it. Yeah. We got to watch everything from that point forward, and uh, we had a lot of fun with it. All the guys in the tournament were there. Uh, different rooting interests, and you know what I mean by that, Todd. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I believe there was some small wagering going on uh, <laughs> in the Zorbas and sure. uh, and in bookies outside in the world. Plus, it's interesting how some people, you know, they, they're anti-Liv. They cheer against Dustin. They cheer against Cam Smith. And then they're pro-Rory because of his stance that he took. And I thought it was kind of interesting to see all the different rooting dynamics. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt that has created uh, some of that. Certainly, I, I didn't anticipate uh, Wyndham Clark uh, being the guy uh, that would win before the tournament began, but he was solid uh, all week. It was, to me, there wasn't much drama yesterday. It was a it was a par shooter's golf course because of the how they had it set up. Difficult to get close to pins, although Tommy Fleetwood shot plenty of birdies, but Really, nobody else did. I mean, he had the lowest score by multiple shots over anybody else on the day. I don't know how Fleetwood shot what should have been a 62, wound up as a 63 because he missed a four-footer on 18. Uh, I, I don't know how he shot that because I'm, I'm trying to look at yesterday's scores. Uh, oh, there was a 65. John Rahm uh, shot a 65. But those two guys, Rahm was two shots ahead of anybody else. So it was difficult to shoot a low score yesterday. Well, that's when you know the course setup is probably about right, Todd, is that if somebody can go low, that means it's there if you hit good shots. But it's also penalizing if you don't hit good shots, like we saw with Ricky Fowler. Mm. I didn't see many good shots from Ricky yesterday. It no. seemed like a lot of lot of rough shots. Yep. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's, I, I like that. Now, again, double-digit winner, um, is that ideal? Well, who cares, right? Yeah. I mean, I've always told you I love the even par. Yeah. I, I love that par means something. Um, but, yeah, this one seemed to have a different feel to it, different vibe. Obviously, a lot made of the smaller galleries. Yeah. LA Country Club members bought out a lot of tickets, kind of on purpose, it sounds like. You know, there's people with money in this world. Yep. Not you or I, Todd, but other people. Yeah, right, right. So, yeah, when Fleetwood and Rom do what they do, I mean, backdoor top ten for Rom, who almost missed the cut. I mean, that's that's pretty impressive stuff. Yeah. But that's the, that's the kind of things Tiger Woods used to do. And I'm not saying Rom is Tiger Woods, but um, he's he's the next budding star, and he's already well, he's already the budding star. Yeah, but yeah. he's the next guy that you got to keep your eye on if he makes it to the weekend. Heads up, right? Because Rom is terrific, no doubt about that. Uh, and Rory comes up wanting again. He shoots an even par seventy, and I don't think he ever was even tied for the lead uh, with with Wyndham Clark. He, he just couldn't get any birdies going at all Clark didn't either but he didn't have to he was the guy uh sitting on the lead and uh, just played it out and played a solid game but you know Rory wasn't close on anything uh and, and it was hard to get close to pins um but but again Fleetwood figured it out he had plenty of birdies Rom figured it out he had plenty of birdies McElroy didn't figure it out 
When Wyndham made a mess of hole number eight, I thought, well, this this is Rory's. It, it's over. I, I literally, I mean, when he swept under that ball that was in kind of the hazard or left of the green and then jacked the next one over, and he did get up and down for six. But everybody's birdie in hole number eight is one of the easier holes. I, I was telling all the guys, I go, I don't see how Rory could lose this at this point. Well, he kind of found a way. Every putt went wanting just a little bit to the left, a little bit to the right, you know, just he had a lot of good-looking putts. They just didn't fall, Todd. And, you know, I have to say, maybe it's a little karma for you wanting some of that dirty money, Rory, that <laughs> you didn't want before. <laughs> well, yeah, who knows uh, how all that is going to play out. I, I don't think it's a done deal yet. Uh, the Justice Department uh, and their political operatives in the Justice Department are going to have something to say uh, about that. Of course, there's not supposed to be politics there, but there is. And uh, we'll see how, how all that winds up uh, playing out. But, you know, Scheffler again... Uh, he is, is right near the top. His putting was a little better. A new putter in the bag before the U.S. Open. There was a lot of uh, tongue wagging over that. Well, he needs to do something, right? Because the ball striking stats are still off the charts. Yep. He's still one of the top. ball. But again, think about that leaderboard, Todd, is that you have the top three in golf right now. If you want to take out all the live guys, you got Rory, Scheffler and Rom, yep. and they all kind of are around in the weekend making charges. Early galleries could go out and watch Rom if you wanted some early TV coverage. You could see some of that. Of course, I was playing at the time, but I mean, this is everybody who thinks that live and all this was bad for it's still golf is in such a great spot, and even without Tiger, mm-hmm. uh, you know, everybody always thought, well, without Tiger, it won't be golf. Somehow, some way, has found this nice niche in people's lives that and I saw some Twitter things that were saying the opposite and I'm like no it's the sponsors are not stop lining up they're they're still want to be part of this you know this opportunity and it's super fun to watch because I'm not a huge fan of really anybody I mean Scotty Shepler's my favorite of the three yeah but they're in they're just appealing to watch Rory is appealing to watch even yep. though I always cheer against him yeah. It was kind of like Tiger for me. It's just, they're just incredible. Yeah. And when you say appealing to watch, it's because, well, Rory's not tall, but uh, handsome guys who hit these beautiful ball flights. Uh, Clark is a cutter of the golf ball, and they kept saying how the U.S. Open oftentimes does favor guys who cut the golf ball, or if you're not familiar with that term, they hit it so it, it goes left to right just a little bit. Not too much, not like your handicapper, your, your 20 handicapper slice that goes way out to the left and then comes back way out to the right, but just that little move left to right, that type of spin uh, means it holds the fairways better, holds the greens maybe a little bit better. You give up a little yardage, especially in the wind, but Wyndham Clark has plenty of yardage. He doesn't have to worry about that. Do you think we see Wyndham Clark appear on more leaderboards in majors as his career advances? Well, possibly. I mean, it's hard to know. We've seen a lot of one and done, the Danny Willits of yep. the world. The, uh, yep. uh, you know, I mean, they're out there, these these guys that just all of a sudden pop up for. But, but again, you made a great point, Todd. I think our casual golfer really needs to understand is that mm-hmm. Dustin Johnson, when he won at Oakmont, it was a similar deal. You know, he played everything a cut. He even yep. said, I don't, I don't try to draw the ball. And a cut produces a lot more spin. Mm-hmm. It's why a lot of people don't like it is because they're like, I want to hit it further. Mm-hmm. I want the ball to go further. Well, for those of you who are right-handed, know that when you pull it left, the ball seems to go a little bit further. Well, it's because you've, you've created less backspin. 
mm-hmm. by pulling it that way, and the ball does jump a little bit. So it's a really good point, Todd. You play these hard and fast golf courses, yep. you need a ball that will sit and hold, and yet he still gets plenty of power. He was he hit that cut on 18, probably a 40-yard cut, yeah. and he was still 10 yards past Ricky Fowler. Yep. Yeah, he's got a lot of power to burn, uh, Clark does. And a, a really a cool, uh, you know, um, human story. Uh, losing his mother at the age of 19, he admits to some struggles uh, that he had after that was with his uh, mental health and so forth. I don't remember if he said anything necessarily about, you know, any uh, any drugs or anything or alcohol uh, abuses, but he just struggled with his with his mental health and and was you know floundering with his career, and then something clicked in, and uh, all of a sudden he's uh, you know could be a force to contend with in the future because of his length off the tee and his terrific scrambling around the greens. I think he was number one uh, this week uh, in uh, around the greens and being able to get up and down, whether it was out of the sand or or out of that thick rough that they had around the greens. I, I don't, I'm pretty sure I wouldn't be, uh, you know, breaking 100 at the L.A. Country Club the way they had it set up yesterday. You maybe could, but, but I'm pretty sure I'm going over 100 at that, even with the wide fairways. Well, that brought up a couple questions I want to ask you, Todd. Number one, uh, who were you cheering for? Who was the guy you wanted to see win? Uh, I wanted to see Ricky Fowler win, uh, no doubt. He, he was, okay. I really enjoyed Fowler uh, when he was at the top of his game and contending in majors and sure. one of only four guys to finish uh, uh, you know, a calendar year in the top five at all four majors. The others, of course, being Tiger and Jack, and then Jordan Spieth did that one season. But in 15, Ricky Fowler was in the top five in all of the majors, and only four yeah. have ever done it in the same calendar year and and then he dropped off the map he was 185th in the world last year and standing on the practice range at the u.s open last year waiting for the call because he was the first alternate and then it never came and they showed that a little bit yesterday and it was kind of sad uh to see that so i was definitely pulling for ricky fowler yesterday i'm glad to see him back once ricky was out of it between the yep. two were you cheering for rory or windham clark i was pulling for windham clark okay yep. so that 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 leads to the next one so he pulls that shot on 17 up there just off the rough but kind of up against it and he pulls a wedge yeah god did your heart sink a little bit like mine did yeah i yeah. was like put that thing dude i know what are you doing but he has a little better touch apparently with that than you or i do how about him being able to calm the nerves for a touch shot like that and I hit know. it to nothing, Todd? Yep. He hit it to nothing. Yep. Yeah, it was quite course, a shot. Yep, no if doubt. If he doesn't get that up and down, he's tied with Rory. Yep. He's tied. And if Rory and, gets into the tie, at that point, you have to make him the favorite. For If you if there's a playoff, how does Rory not win? Really? Yeah, that's I mean, right. he'd have to do a big choke, which you've said before about Rory. Of, he's kind of a choker. He kind I of has. Like Rory, I didn't feel like Rory choked it away yesterday. He had even his putt on 18 was a nice looking putt. Yeah, I mean the crowd in the in Zorba's was oohing and on, and it was so much fun, Todd. I I love that. I, I should watch more golf events with a lot of people because we had <laughs> it's a lot fun. Of fun with it. Yes, but but again, I I was kind of with you when when he pulled that wedge out on 17. I I stood up out of my chair and I'm like, oh no, what are you doing? But. <laughs> Maybe that's why the best players are the best. They can calm their nerves and can hit that shot. Yeah. Hey, I'm looking forward to playing the Lakeland this coming weekend. Tell us about that a little bit there at Eagle yeah. Creek. Thank you. Yeah, the Lakeland's coming up Saturday and Sunday, 54-hole event. 
if you are an MGA player, there's MGA points available. Um, it's a $200 entry for guests, 150 for our members. That's going to get you all 54 holes, a golf cart, a couple meals, nice prize pool that we're working on still. And uh, tw- first 27 holes Saturday, you'll play on your play uh, with your same group and, and kind of go after it. And yeah, I'm still learning, Todd. I'm not exactly sure how it all went down. And um, I, I've had some people in my corner telling me, uh, here's what you should do for this and that. But like I told you, almost everything at Eagle Creek right now, it's I got to see it. I got to see how it works. And then we'll see if it needs some tweaks and changes. Because, of course, when you're the new guy, a lot of people think, well, you, you should you should change this and should do that. Right. Like, well, I, I don't know what I should do, but thank you. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll listen to that because again, I kind of want to do this right, but I also understand that there might need to be some changes or some tweaks, but yeah. from what I understand, this is a 94 Todd. That is uh, probably almost as old as you and I combined. <laughs> so that's a long time for this event to be running. Yes, it is. And it's 54 holes. So 27 each day for the championship flight. Now, I'm going to play in the senior flight. That's not 54 holes, right? That's 36. Yeah, what did you guys do last year? Did you do 18 and 18? I believe that's what we did, yes. Okay. I've gotten some different reports on that, and I think for the most part the seniors enjoyed the early bird uh, idea where it was just 18 holes and then probably would enjoy this as well. Like, we don't need it to be a marathon grind. It, so. it it used to be match play, you know, and of course that's harder to set up because you have to have the right number of players play. Then you've got to have the eight guys, so it fits into a nice bracket. And then that was that was seventy two holes potentially because it was eighteen hole matches uh, right. for two solid days. But they went away from match play over there, hmm, probably in the most recent era, uh, and uh, went to the the metal play over the last three or four years. And I think it's 18 and 18 for the seniors, but don't quote me necessarily on that. I'm not sure I'm the uh, the, the guy to ask necessarily. Well, we'll work on it. I got yeah. some reports from, or I got some comments from people if it should go back to match play. And I'm like, uh-huh. well, maybe if we have some history on people and can know to pre-flight them or do an 18-hole qualifier and then just go into brackets of eight and play another match play and then two more the next day, yep. that could work. Yep. So there's some things, I mean, that becomes long days. Yes. And, uh, you know, it, it, it would be interesting to see how that would all shape out. But, uh, Todd, I'm open to almost anything. We're, we're definitely going to look at it, and I'm not saying that we're going to totally revamp it. But, yeah, there could be some nice little changes in the future. All and right. I don't. I don't think people are opposed to that. No, I don't think so either. Uh, so how can people sign up if they want to play? And yeah, are so there flights also, available too besides the championship flight and the senior yeah, championship flight? Yeah, everybody will be flighted. Thank okay. you for saying that. Everybody will be flighted after their first, um, I don't know if it's 18 or 27, but you'll go into your pockets. i got to see what, how that all works. Okay. And, uh, and then you compete against those on Sunday all right. that are in just your flight. So if you're not a great golfer and you don't think you can compete with Andy Jacobson, well, guess what? You don't have to. No. Okay. And, and guess what? A lot of people can't compete with him. So, you know, you're not right. alone. <laughs> hey, right. Greg, thanks so much for joining us once again today. Hey, good luck. Thanks, Todd. Greg Snow joining us uh, from Brainerd uh, today here on the Todd and Friends podcast. It's brought to you by Heritage Bank, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Watch for future episodes of the Todd and Friends podcast at kwlm.com or on the air here at KWLM, 1340 AM and 96.3 FM.